Welcome back to Black Remy's Pop Culture. I'm your host Zoe, and today we'll be talking about my Funko Pop collection. Uh, but before we get into the topic, as per usual, I'd like to remind you, you can follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and or YouTube. And when you do so, don't forget to hit the notification bell and or subscribe so you can get notifications every time I post. Secondly, you can follow me on Instagram at blackgirl underscore meets underscore pop culture for further information about this podcast. And finally, you can financially support this podcast for those who are on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts uh, and the link down below starting at just 99 cents. So I know it's interesting. I start the new year off talking about my Funko Pop collection when I said I did want to talk about uh, Disney princesses. And of course, that that's in the works. Don't get me wrong. But um, I needed to do a, a little bit easier of an episode. Um, because fairly recently, legit the day after Christmas, going into the following day after Christmas, um, I got into a car accident. <laughs> I'm fine. You know, I'm in one piece. Praise God. Uh, my car is, it's seen better days, but it's in one piece. Praise God. But my head is still bothering me because I got hit on my side, the driver's side. So my head is still bothering me. Don't worry. I went to the doctor. They said I should start feeling better in a couple days. And, you know, I actually am feeling better. My headache is not as bad as it was when it happened, the next day it happened, and and, and so on. So, so yeah, I wanted to talk about something easy, but also something I would argue you get to know more, be, uh, you get to know more about me through. Uh, and that's my Funko Pops. Um, I collect comic books, sure, and maybe one day I'll talk about my comic book collection. Um, but this is more noticeable. Um, you know, when I have friends over, they see, they're like, wow, Zoe, you have so many. And that's because, not because, you know, I just love wasting money, as some people would probably argue that this is, uh, is a waste of money. But, um, not because I enjoy wasting money, but I've actually been collecting for almost 10 years actually starting i would say roughly 2015 um when i started collecting these things uh but they all they just kind of like tattoos for people um they just symbolize my some of my favorite things and kind of what i was going through at the time um or somebody gave it to me or this that and third most of these i bought myself but some of them definitely some people have given to me now i don't plan on going over every single one of them because uh, I'm not trying to be here too long. <laughs> but I definitely do want to go over, you know, some that have more sentimental value, some that uh, pertain to, like, my favorite type of show or, you know, my favorite anime or my favorite character, this, that, and the third. So, yeah, I think it's best to start with the one that I recently got, which was, I believe, the day after Christmas. So the one I just got, Green 
Ranger from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I got this at um, Barnes & Noble a couple of days ago. Um, and I saw it. And I wasn't really intending on buying anything because I actually needed to buy shoes that day. And I had money set aside to buy those shoes. Um, but I saw this. I'm like, I have to buy it because I've been seeing like Green Lane, oh, excuse me, Green Ranger. Um, I've been looking for like a Green Ranger Funko Pop because for those who don't know, the Green Ranger is my favorite Ranger. Tommy Oliver is that guy. Um, so I've been looking for it and I couldn't find one, at least in a reasonable price range. And so I kind of gave up. And so I went to Barnes and Noble and I typically go to a Funko Pop section just to see what they have to see. Typically, I'm not necessarily intending on buying anything, but I'm just looking and then maybe deciding whatever. But I saw this. I instantly need it. And what I like about this one, I didn't need it, but you know what I mean. But what I like about this one is it has his, uh, I think it's called the Dragon Flute, uh, that controls his Dragon Zord. Y'all, Tommy Oliver was that guy back in the day. I don't know if y'all know, but Tommy Oliver was that guy. So especially with uh, the passing of Jason David Frank, uh, you know, I've, I've really had to get this. And plus, I think it's the 30th anniversary, it says on here. Yeah, 30 years, 1993 to 2023. So I definitely had to uh, cop this as a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger fan. Since I spoke about the most recent one I bought, I think it's only fair to next talk about the oldest Funko Pop I have. And you can see I had to move some stuff away to get it. This is the oldest Funko Pop I had. This is Scarlet Witch from Age of Ultron. And this is why I say I started collecting in 2015, because that's when this movie came out, 2015. Um, so before the movie came out and before like all the hype came around Scarlet Witch, like I was a Scarlet Witch fan. Like if y'all read Avengers Disassemble, House of M, like I read all of that before Elizabeth Olsen even betrayed uh betrayed, portrayed um Scarlet Witch. So I was a huge fan and I remember going like crazy. When she showed up with Quicksilver in Winter Soldier, and then like when Age of Ultron came out in the movies, like I saw that movie twice, and I was so obsessed with that movie, I started memorizing lines from from that movie because I was so obsessed with Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, but specifically my favorite character, Scarlet Witch. So yeah, I've been a fan for a long time. A lot of people now hopping on this Wanda uh, bandwagon, but it's all right. It's all right. We're 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 welcoming of all newcomers. But yeah, this is the. First one I ever got, I got this at Baltimore Comic Con. And I got, I think that's the first one. It's either that or this Captain America. You know, he's out of his box because I opened it before I had common sense and realized that I want to keep these things in their boxes. So, yeah, those are the first two. I can't remember which one I got first. I feel like saying I got this one first, but I actually might have gotten that one first. But I'm just going to say I got this one first because I love Wanda and I'm, you know, I'm loyal. Thank I think the next one I should talk about should be this one because I got it in the strangest place. Um, this is Winter Soldier from Captain America Winter Soldier. And you know where I got this from? Party City. <laughs> uh, I got it earlier this year in um, March. We were preparing for my grandma's birthday party. And I saw this. Actually, I think this is probably the most expensive one. Maybe one of the most expensive ones. I feel like this was $25, but I don't remember. But even if it was, I'm I'm kind of fine with that because this one's a hard to find. This one's hard to find. Uh so yeah, I just wanted to <laughs> put this on here because um I got it at the weirdest place. 
but it's actually pretty tough. That's why I kind of wanted it, and also because it's hard to find, so I was willing to, my mom actually bought this for me, (laughs) so I was willing to let her pay for this, (laughs) pay that amount of money for this, but I'm not sure if this is the most expensive one, but I know there's another one where I spent around the same, maybe if not more. Another one that's probably hard to find, at least now, is this Green Lantern Justice League Funko Pop. Uh, I say that because it says only at Target. Um, Yeah, I got this mm, maybe a year ago. Uh, For those of you who don't know, this is Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern, so the Green Lantern from the 90s. And you can see on the back, it shows like all the uh, Justice League members at the time in their 90s outfits. So you can see... Superman has a mullet, that's how you know it's from the 90s, etc, etc. But yeah, for those who don't know, this is Kyle Rayner, Kyle Lan- the Green Lantern from the 90s. Um, he became Green Lantern after Hal Jordan went crazy and destroyed the Green Lantern ring. So his ring is actually Hal Jordan's ring. Uh, so yeah, Kyle Rayner was like the messiah <laughs> of the Green Lantern Corps. And I started to read... Uh, the comics books that he appeared in, like one of the first ones he appeared in was in Emerald Twilight, which is a story where Hal Jordan goes crazy. Um, so I started reading there and then I was like, I'm kind of interested in Kyle. Like I was interested in the story of how Hal Jordan went crazy. So I was like, okay, let me learn about Kyle because from before then, like Hal was my favorite Green Lantern, even though he's not the best guy. And so I started reading Kyle and I really like Kyle. Kyle's my favorite Green Lantern. So I had to get it. Um, what I really like about this one is, like, the shading. Like, it's kind of like comic book shading. And, uh, you can see, like, the highlights in his hair. You can't really see it well on camera. But the highlights in his hair are blue, as in the picture. And that's something that they would often do in comic books. You look in, like, X-Men, the animated series, and often Wolverine's hair would be, like, blue. But it's because of how they would decide to highlight it and show, like, the reflection of light on his hair. So, yeah, one of my favorites. An interesting one that a lot of people won't understand why I like this character is John F. Walker, i.e. U.S. Agent, <laughs> from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now, the first time I watched Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm like, yeah, forget forget John. Uh, he had everything bad coming to him. But then I watched it again, and I was like, you know what? He's not wrong. <laughs> like, Sam and Bucky were, like, kind of breaking the law, and they, they just proved the point of why the Sokovia Accords were a thing. And uh, Sam was, I mean, John was just following orders. Like, let's just be honest. And insert Magneto talking about, I've been at the mercy of men just following orders, never again. But for real, John was just following orders. Here's the thing. I should make an episode on this, but I'm going to keep it brief. John was the perfect soldier, and Steve wasn't. Why? Because John followed orders. He didn't ask questions. You know, I love the scene between him and Lamar, like, spoiler alert, before Lamar dies. Because, like, John's, like, questioning everything. And it shows that he's gone through a lot, but he's willing to put his personal problems behind for the sake of his country. And, um, when his country turned his turned their back on him like he did everything right the problem is he just got caught on camera like they wanted them people dead they legit wanted them dead the problem is he got caught on camera um but so yeah i remember when episode one a falcon and winter soldier came out and everybody was like forget john f walker he looks like the dude from up 
this, that, and the third. But I'm pretty sympathetic towards John, and I'm actually excited to see Thunderbolts just for him. I want to put this one on display because if you know anything about me, you know I used to be obsessed with this guy. But Zayn Malik, okay, I used to love and be obsessed with One Direction back in the day. Uh, he was my favorite member, and I was sad. March 25th, 2015, that's the day he left One Direction. And I was like, I'm done. Forget One Direction. But the funny thing is, when he left One Direction, that's when I really started to listen to like their music. Like I listened to their music before. But I just listened to like their singles, so I was never into albums. Honestly, One Direction got me into listening to albums, funny enough. So yeah, I remember being sad that he left, and I listened to his album. Um, yeah, and I've, I've just been a Zayn stan ever since, man. So yeah, this is why I have this one. I have other like musical artists like Shawn Mendes and Logic. I know people are going to laugh and say Logic, but yeah, Logic is one of my favorite rappers. When he's not being corny, he's really good. But, um, yeah. So this next one, I don't feel like getting it out because, like, that's, like, the longest column. So I'm just going to point to it, <laughs> if that's okay with y'all. I mean, we're, I'm just going to say, on your behalf, you're okay with that. So <laughs> this one, Iceman, let me scoot over. Iceman, all right, Iceman from the X-Men, all right. Uh, he's not one of my favorite X-Men. I just thought this one was cool. That's why I bought it. <laughs> like, I like Iceman, don't get me wrong, but he's not my favorite X-Man. My favorite X-Man is, like, Rogue. Uh, but I just thought it was cool. And I had money for my birthday from my uncle for um, on Amazon, so I bought this. And I think maybe I bought this, too, because I bought Wolverine and the X-Men. Good show, by the way. It's on Disney+. Plus. You should watch it. Um, so I think I was just in the mood of the X-Men mood. Maybe I was obsessed with X-Men at this time. I don't remember. Regardless, my uncle had given me an Amazon gift card for my birthday. Don't remember which birthday. If I were to guess, it would probably be my 15th or 16th birthday. So I bought this guy. This guy was like $22. So like the most expensive Funko Pop I have. Y'all didn't hear that. Like the most expensive Funko Pop I have. And it's between that one. My Luke Skywalker, which you can't see right now, and my Shoto Todoroki, which you can't see either because it's not in frame. But I think this is the most expensive one. And it was probably from there on. I was just like, YOLO, I'm all in. <laughs> all my Funko Pops. This might be my favorite. This is Wanda from WandaVision. Hot Topic exclusive. I wonder how much. It says $12.50. You know, at Hot Topic, they had on tax, like a, a big tax. So it's maybe like $15. But um, this is my favorite, obviously because of the design. I think the design is tough. I miss this outfit on her. I liked the suit in um, Multiverse of Madness. But I don't know. There's something about this that I like a bit more. Maybe it's like how the pants look. Um, and also like how you can see her shoulders. And maybe also her hair. And the fact that her fingers aren't, like, jet black. But, um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, and if you knew me then, <laughs> you would know this. I was obsessed with WandaVision. There was a point in time where I could quote scenes, like, scene upon scene, and I mean, like, thoroughly quote almost every scene from WandaVision. Yeah, there was a time I could do that. and. 
I would like text my friends and have them like I'd be like, Oh, you wanna see something cool? And I would just start quoting uh WandaVision. It's probably why I say um immaculate. <laughs> Sometimes I say immaculate because of vision. But yeah, I remember when WandaVision came out, like it was such a big deal. I was in my senior year of high school. Um, so obviously, yeah, it was my last year in high school. So maybe that's why it's so impactful as well. But um I remember no, this is when people were like doing Zoom and stuff, like primarily Zoom. Obviously, we still use Zoom after the I don't even know if I can say that, so I'm not gonna say it, but after you you know what. Um and like you could change your picture on there. So like every other day, depending on if like a new episode would come out, I would just change my picture to something Wanda related. Um and I remember one time my professor was like, Is that Wanda? I'm like, Yeah. And it was like her in episode two when like she was eating a cookie and she was covering her mouth. So yeah, I used to have some good conversations with people about WandaVision, like my teachers um even my therapist <laughs> we would have good conversations about wandavision um and i would watch it like twice i would watch it by myself then i would watch it with my mom and then i would come up with all these theories so yeah this definitely has to be my favorite not just because of the design and how it looks but of course the sentimental value and what it represents a time when i was going through a hard time i mean the world was going through a hard time but um yeah, it represents a difficult time in my life, but it was something I looked forward to every Friday. You know, I looked forward, I believe it was Friday, it was your Friday or Wednesday. Um, but yeah, I looked forward to talking about it with my friends. I was on this group chat called Marvel Memes. Um, yeah, where we would just talk about stuff like this. And I remember when this got announced, and I'm in a group chat with my friends, and they're like, we're all going to be in college by then. We're going to be so old. And it's crazy that that time has come to pass. And, um, yeah, so this has a lot of sentimental value. I know it's just a thing. It's a, it's a toy, if you will. But it really does represent um, a pivotal moment in my life. The last one I want to talk about is something that's very, like, I would argue mundane, at least compared to the other ones I bought. And this is, I would say, the cheapest one I bought. This is Hawkeye from the show, the Disney Plus show Hawkeye. Um, this was like $5. I got it at 5 Below. Uh, even though nothing's 5 Below anymore at 5 Below, but you know. Um, I wanted to mention this one because at the time, and I'm trying to get back into this, I was studying sign language. And for those of you who don't know, Hawkeye is partially deaf. Uh, not in, he's. I'm sorry. The correct term is hard of hearing. Uh, for those of you who know, this is deaf in sign language. Um, but yes, he's partially. He's he's hard of hearing in his left ear, and you can see his uh, hearing aid. And so there's moments throughout the show where Clint Clinton Francis Barton, fun fact, has to deal with uh, Catherine Elizabeth Bishop uh, in the fact that she, that he can't hear her um and you know i love seeing their communications go throughout that i love seeing sign language represented you know especially in echo who is deaf um yeah i liked seeing my hard work and learning asl pay off um and i liked the representation of asl and hard of the difference between someone who's hard of hearing and someone who's deaf because they're two different there's a two completely different things but they do cross paths and i also like seeing how um you have to like with, for example with kazi kazi 
spoiler alert, by the way, <laughs> Kazi wasn't deaf, but he learned sign language because of Maya, aka Echo. Um, you know, other people like Kingpin, he wasn't deaf, but he had to learn sign language because of Maya. And I like how I think it's Kazi. He's like, man, the, the, the tracksuits haven't learned ASL yet. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, yeah, I really enjoy that. And I talk about like forced diversity and forced representation in media now and how it's very like ridiculous. But I feel like this just comes from such a genuine place. Um, it teaches people who are interested in sign language more about sign language or how to communicate with people who are hard of hearing and or deaf. Um, so yeah, I bought this one because it represents that time in my life where I was learning ASL. Um, I remember one time I was at the mall and I saw somebody like speaking or, you know, communicating or saw two people communicating uh, in ASL with one another. And like, I literally was like almost moved to tears. Like, I know that sounds silly, but like, I don't know. It's such a beautiful way, at least to me personally, of communicating. Um, now I've kind of slacked off on like, on practicing ASL. I've actually been trying to practice a bit more recently, but, um, yeah, I like to say, like, I know two languages. I know English and I know, um, I know sign language, at least two English, uh, two languages where I can somewhat have a conversation in. Uh, yeah, I miss every other word in sign language. And sometimes I'm really like terrible. Like I'm, I'm slow at, um, catching what somebody says, but I'll rewind it a couple times or, or, you know, I had, a, I had an encounter actually. Not too long ago. Sadly, it was at a funeral. But um, I had a conversation with someone in sign language uh, at my church, at the church I used to go to. They would have, like, a group of people that would do ASL uh, along to a song. And so one of the people who did that, she was signing while something was going on at the funeral. And I tapped her, and I signed to her, I forgot you know sign language. And she's like, yeah, I do. You know? And I'm like, yeah, I learned in school. So yeah, that's what this Funko Pop represents. I know it's like very, uh, this is kind of like a very, um, you know, it, it just got real deep for no reason. But um, yeah. So yeah, that's where I think I'm going to cut it. Um, once again, if you're interested in hearing the story behind any of these Funko Pops, uh, reach out to me on Instagram at blackgirl underscore meets underscore pop culture. Um, this episode seems kind of you know, not altogether, whether it's through the editing or through my speaking or etc. Please forgive me. I'm still recovering. Once again, I'm feeling a lot better, but I'm still just trying to get back into the swing of things. But if you enjoyed this episode, but if you enjoyed this episode, see, I told y'all I'm getting back in the swing of things. If you enjoyed this episode, share with someone you think will like it, even someone you think won't like it. And I will be back next Wednesday talking about We'll be back on it talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. And then the following and then the following week on Friday, I will be talking on the same week. I'll be talking about season two, episode one of Loki. I'm surprised I've avoided spoilers for so long. And watch people start and watch me start seeing stuff or watch people comment some spoilers on this. Please don't. You're gonna get blocked. <laughs> but yeah. Until then, peace.